Hello, beautiful people. So we had a great conversation with Jason, and our episode actually goes on for about two hours. Um, we're only going to post an hour on here. If you want to hear any more of the episode, so the completed episode, you can head over to our Patreon, and it will be available there. Thanks. Bye. So, Jason, welcome. Hi. Hey, hi. My name is Jason. I use he, him, his pronouns. Um, I live in Sacramento, California. I just moved here about like seven months ago, so I guess not new. Um, but yeah. Welcome to Be My Beard. Thank you. Welcome to Sacramento. Thank you. <laughs> Sucks that I didn't, didn't really get to like go out into the nightlife yet because of all the the good stuff that's going on right now. Oh, honey, don't you worry. We'll take you out when all this shit's over. Mm-hmm. Please. Klaus, Klaus will. I'll stay at home. <laughs> yeah. Missy <laughs> will be there in spirit. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, going out is not my scene, but I support people going out. Thank you. I will also always DD for you, so just, like, give me a call. Like, get ass. Like, because I don't drink, so, like, going to clubs is, like, I just sit there and get bored. So. Yeah, sometimes I do that while I'm drinking. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you going to talk to us about today? I don't know. I thought it was going to be like more of a like question, grab, give answer. Yeah. But do you want to just know. tell us about growing up gay? Yeah. Um. So I really didn't know what being gay was because I didn't know like what it was really. I definitely knew that I had like an attraction towards like the other boys in my uh, grade when I was about like probably like fourth or fifth grade but um fourth or fifth grade is also like the grade where like oh that's gay like that's so stupid that's gay was like really like starting to pop off so I was like uh what's that mean and I didn't like feel comfortable like really talking to my parents about it and I didn't know my aunts were lesbian at the time so it was kind of hard but his roommates what was that were they just roommates? Did they just like, did you think they just like lived together or were friends? No, so they're, by both, but both of them are my biological aunts. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Oh, they're yeah. just both gay. They just both Yes, and they, they both live together. So it's like, I was like, oh, okay, but they both had, um, like I later found out in my life that their partners growing up were their roommates. Um, but yeah, if I would have known that a little bit earlier, that would have been nice. Um, I We've talked about this, but I also had, she wasn't like... Aunt is, like, a easier explanation than, like, the real biological explanation. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, pretty much, like, an aunt. But she was a lesbian. And I also had, like, gay uncles. And I just remember being very young and my parents just, like, very matter-of-fact being, like, yeah, this is their partner. Like, and it wasn't ever, like, a good, bad, or anything yeah. like that. It was just, like, very matter-of-fact. Like, I would ask. I was, like, oh, so... I was like, Toby is with Jay? And they were like, yeah. They were like, yeah. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I remember being like really little and like my aunt is good enough. And so I asked her, I was like, she, I was like very little. And she was like, t- told me that she was a lesbian. Like she told me, and I was like, what does that even mean? Like, I didn't know what the word was. And so yeah. I was like, what is lesbian? And she's like, it just means I like girls. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, oh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't something that was, like, definitely, like, oh, gay is bad in my household. It was just kind of, I feel like my parents just didn't know how to talk about it. Because, like, any any time we were, like, watching something and, like, anything, like, 
gay or lesbian or like anything queer happened on TV, like me and my brother had to like either leave the room or close our eyes. So it's like at a young age like that, it's like conditioned to us that it's like has some sort of negative connotation. So it's like, I felt weird growing up like that because I knew like my parents were always like, oh, we're gonna love you no matter what, we're gonna love you no matter what. But like in situations like that, I'm like, but you want us to like leave during like something that's happening where I feel comfortable. Um, so it was definitely like hard in that aspect. And then yeah, middle school kind of made it a little bit easier. Would they like limit like the type of like all sexual activity? Like were you, did you have to close your no. sexual stuff? No. Ooh, okay. But, like it was like, but I feel like it was just because they didn't want us to ask questions about it because they didn't want to talk about it. Like I felt like it was just something that kind of made them a little bit uncomfortable at first. Um, because yeah, they kind of like didn't tell me that my aunts were lesbian, even though they were like very proud and out. Do you mind if I ask, like, what's your ethnicity? Yeah, so my mom is Mexican and my dad's white. I don't and know if you can tell by this lovely. I can't tell. I'm also <laughs> worse. Like, I am literally, I cannot, like, guess ethnicity or race. To say yeah. That. Like, I'm so fucking bad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, they're white, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel is always like, no, they are definitely Latino. And I'm like, yeah, but I've never told you. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I didn't really, like, kind of, I kind of understood my, like, aunt's situation with my grandparents coming out, because they both did it at the same time. They were like, okay, I'm going to do it, and then you're going to do it. They're like, okay. Um, And they were, like, kind of just... We're in this together. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, they had another person, whereas, like, I didn't have anyone. Like, I didn't have another gay person until, like, probably eighth or ninth grade, I feel like. And they were like, hey, like, I like guys too. And I'm like, there's more of us? <laughs> so that was definitely nice. And then uh, high school was hard. But hey, we're here. High school is trash for all of us, let's be real. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Everyone's just I like, don't trust I'm, people myself, like I'm better than everyone else. Yeah. High school is great yeah, for honey. me. What? <laughs> I was selling drugs and fucking alcohol to students. Like, I. <laughs> it doesn't sound great. <laughs> It's great for me. My parents didn't give me money in high school. Like, I mean, I'm really poor already. So yeah. I had to make my own fucking money. Like, my lunch, it cost 30 cents. Do you think my mom gave me lunch money in the week? No. <laughs> had to get my coins on my own. Didn't you get yeah. kicked out in high school? Huh? Didn't you get kicked out in high school? Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't qualify that as great. <laughs> like, I, was, I made it work, okay? <laughs> My point is like is like that wasn't the highlight of your life. I don't trust people who like peaked in high school. Yeah, uh, Dutch Bros and Dutch hoes. That's what David. His theory is that Dutch hoes and Dutch, that's what he calls Dutch Bros employees. Yeah, um, Dutch Bros and Dutch hoes peaked in high school. I even saw this fucking meme. Like it's always a meme about Dutch Bros and Dutch hoes peaking in high school. Like no, but, um, cheerleaders and football players. Yep. Yeah, and then or they become dental hygienists. Yes. There we go. Don't trust a dental hygienist. <laughs> My mom was one. She went off her rocker. So you, did you find out that your aunts were gay after you came out or before you came out? Okay, so let's see. Which time did I come out? Um, <laughs> so I another thought, question about your aunt, so. Yeah, so I kind of found out on my own after I found out, like, what like gay and lesbianism was um because I saw like a painting in my aunt's house once which was like like a bunch of just nude women and then I just kind of put the pieces together I was like 
huh, Nancy's been her roommate for like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they seem very close with each other and they both have like rings on. Um, so I just asked her one day, I was like, hey, are you and Nancy like together? I think I was probably in like seventh grade. And she mm-hmm. said, yeah, like, she didn't lie to me. When I asked, I was like, is Auntie Lizzie lesbian too? And she said, yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't like tell her then, but I always felt like she kind of knew with me. Mm-hmm. Um, my Auntie Christy like knew and she would like kind of guide me after that. And then she would be like, you know, if there's any every, anything you need to talk about, like, you know, that you don't feel comfortable talking to your mom or dad about, like, you can always talk to me about it. Like if you need to talk about like smoking or like sex or anything or like anything about like that, just, you know, you could always talk to me. And I was like, cool. So I always felt like very secure around her. I'm Uh, glad you had that person. Yeah. And it's like my parents came around eventually, but it was, it was tough at first. (laughs) I guess. And then my question is, so your lesbian aunts, Lizzie Mm -hmm. and what was the other one? I'm sorry. Christy. Christy? Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're sisters. And then how are they, are they like related to your mom or your dad? My mom. Okay. Yeah. So your mom is the only straight one? mom is the lone soldier. No, so my mom comes from uh, five sisters. Oh, damn. Wow. (laughs) So she is not the only No, so it's like they, the the two of them, and then uh, she had, uh, she's the youngest, and then there's two older ones that are also straight. Got it. Okay. What a fun family dynamic. Ah, modern family who? (laughs) (laughs) So many people. Yeah. I come from a small family, so I'm always so I'm always like, oh, yeah, like we used to, we get to, well, we haven't been together for a while, but uh, every Christmas we usually get together and have like a huge, huge, huge Christmas party where we all get to see each other. Oh, that's wonderful. That's usually nice. All right, so seventh grade, you're figuring out kind of what gay is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, kind of like when I would get in PE class, I would just like I was very uncomfortable changing in front of other dudes. First of all, because I would catch myself staring, but also just because I was uncomfortable of my body. So it was like, I would change in the bathrooms, but I was also like keen on seeing the other people who were changing by the bathrooms too. So it's like, I kind of adapted a group with them and then we became very close and like, I became very close to one of the other guys and he let me know. He was like, Hey, like, I like, like dudes, like I think I'm bi. And I was like, Oh, like you can like both. <laughs> You're like, uh, oh. <laughs> I, I think me too. I was like, I, I like dudes, but I think I like girls too. So he like became kind of my first like confident because mm-hmm. he was like just another friend who had the same like struggles I was going with. So that was kind of nice. His name was Ian. And then we went to different high schools. So that was kind of rough. Aww. Yeah. So like I felt like I didn't come out for the first time until 10th grade. And I came out out of anger. Um, Mm. Yeah, so I was, like, with a girl at the time, and, like, people were just, like, berating me, asking me all the time, especially my baseball players, like, the baseball team. They were just, like, dude, you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. You played baseball? I did. I was a baseball manager. Oh, nice. I fucking We weren't allowed to have managers because all the other dudes got, like, distracted. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um... And also, can we talk about baseball pants for a hot sec? Like, oh, Thank the honey. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I could watch baseball all day. Okay. No all pads. Day. Just mm-hmm. those, like, nice butts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
I loved being a baseball manager. You talking about yeah. baseball? Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never watched baseball. I would watch when they were working out on the field. We're more specifically talking about baseball pants. And oh, I just, know. Everything yeah. just. It's mm. like yoga pants. So it is, but for nice. Boys. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you want to tell us your coming out story? Yes. So, now that I've distracted us with. No, you're totally fine. That was with someone at the time and we were like I thought I was like in love with her and I was like she knew um that I thought I was like bisexual and stuff she was okay with it and I just like posted on Facebook because I was just getting like text message after text message like like post after post like dude are you gay like I've heard rumor that you were gay I just posted I was like I'm bi like stop asking me like (laughs) just leave me alone and then I went to baseball practice and I literally forgot that I posted it. And I had like six missed calls from my mom, like three missed calls from my aunt, like two texts from my dad. I was like, ooh, I did so not. So you were friends with all of your parents. Unfortunately. Got it. <laughs> I think that was my, uh, my trade-off for having a Facebook was I had to have my family mm-hmm. on it um, because I wasn't allowed to have a MySpace like back in the day. Mm-hmm. My parents were like very, very, very strict about like stuff on the internet. But so I, I got home that night and I had like a big talk with my mom and my dad was just, like, in the room. Um, he wasn't, like, disappointed or anything. Like, he didn't say, like, oh, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but my mom, like, made me take down the post. And she was just, like, uh, yeah, that was, like, that hurt. I was just, like, what, why? She was, like, well, my friends are, like, asking me questions now. And, like, cause you're, like, they can see your posts. And I was, like, okay, but, like, I am. So, like, why should it matter? And she's, mm-hmm. like, well, I just don't want to have that conversation with them. And this is that. So, like, I deleted it, and then I felt like that kind of pushed me in the closet a little bit more, because I was just, like... And you I mean, decide I, who you are. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Because I don't want to deal with it. Because exactly. I don't want to talk about it yet. Yeah. Like, that's not and it, it was hard at that point, because I, I hadn't really, like, had that conversation with my mom yet, because I was still uncomfortable with it. I didn't really understand it a lot, because I still didn't have, like, a queer role model I could really like go to and like ask all the questions I really needed to ask um so I felt like that like kind of just dug me a little bit deeper in the closet I don't blame my mom at all uh like I just know she like the way she grew up in like her family like my grandpa didn't react the best to my aunts coming out mm-hmm. but, like she was a lot younger than my aunts when it happened so it's like I felt like that was kind of like her conditioning towards it mm-hmm. like just kind of like love them but like not bring it up um so, like, that kind of sucked, but I was just like, okay, whatever. And then me and that girlfriend broke up. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to talk to guys and see what happens. Um, Palmdale had, like, four gay people in it. So where, where is Palmdale? It's, uh, it's in L.A., like, an hour and a half drive from the city of L.A. So it's, like, kind of outskirts-y. Like, like east? The desert. Yeah, east. Yeah. yeah. So it was like not and it's, it's like, like kind you of said a, an hour and a half from LA mm-hmm. I used to live in Fontana okay I know where Fontana is where is Palmdale in relation to Fontana I believe about like 45 minutes so you were like, like further into the desert yes like, I feel like anything with the name palm in it is just mm-hmm. like desert <laughs> like they try to name it palm That's some things after. to trick people <laughs> please move here we need yeah. your taxpayer dollars um so it was yeah. hard because I didn't really have a lot of people to, like, mm-hmm. talk to. Um, so I kind of just dug myself a little bit deeper in the closet, deeper in the closet, uh, as years went by. And then my beginning of my senior year, I got into, like, my first, like, really long-term relationship with a girl. And 
that just like really just dug dug the grave and I was just like no I'm straight again like it's cool like that was just totally a phase like I'm over it because I was like head over heels and we were together for three years and that was like the last relationship I was in that's Um, a long time yeah so we were together until my sophomore year of college and I had developed a nice little drinking problem because Mm. I was like kind of coping with the fact that I was like, I've, I'm having recurring thoughts because like, you know, all these new like experiences are happening. It's like all these new people I'm seeing. I was like, and everyone's just like, I was like, oh, that person, that person's gay. And he's, he's fine. He was like, he's living his life. He looks so happy. He's like, doesn't, aff- he's not afraid of being who he is. I was like, I, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I would catch myself like crying myself to sleep every single night. And I was just like drinking to like fall asleep because I was just like fucked up. And I was just like having these reoccurring thoughts in my head. Like I could have done that. Like, why didn't I do that? Like, and I was just like invested in this relationship at the same time. I was just like, I can't just let her go because like I have developed these feelings for her. So like, what are those in relation to like these other contrasting feelings I'm feeling? So it was very, very, very confusing. And then, yeah, one night I just got like blocked out drunk and I called her and I told her, I was like, Hey, I like guys too. And she goes, ha ha. Like, Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then she like, she knew I was drinking. So she was just like, we're going to have a conversation tomorrow. You know, talk about this and then we'll get it. Like, just call me when you're sober. And so I, I called her the next day. We had like a huge conversation. She like, we broke up. Cause I was like, no, like this is what's up. And then I called my parents and I was like, Hey, remember that time you made me delete a Facebook post? <laughs> um, we need to have a conversation about it so we talked about it I told him I broke up with Tiana um and that we were gonna just like take a little bit of time apart so I could like really explore what I wanted to explore because at the time I still thought I was bisexual Mm -hmm. so I was just like talking about it and my mom was just like I know I've known the whole time and it's like I still love you and it's like she apologized for making me take down the post she just she told me she was just uncomfortable with the situation and she didn't really understand how to talk about it so I was like, it's okay. I've never blamed you for anything. And then my dad called me after and he didn't really like say much. He was just like, you know, you're, you're my son and I'm going to love you no matter what. So it was like endearing to hear those words. But at the same time, it's like when I would go home, it would feel a little bit different because I would like, I felt like it was on my end though. Like I wasn't allowing myself to be like the full person I want to be myself around my dad because I feel uncomfortable, but like, I still know like he's going to accept me and love me no matter what. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it still feels like I have a pretty big like shell around my dad. And then I officially came out on Facebook the day that gay marriage became legal in California. Oh, I think okay. it was like, in sure. June. I don't know. I but it's been it. since then. <laughs> it's investigating. <laughs> Let me do some Googling. Yeah. It's been a while though. This is where Miles inserts the iPhone keyboard tapping. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Miles. Okay, gay marriage became legal in California in 2008. I think it was the U.S. then. Okay, the U.S. Because I was like, that's like... That's a long time ago. Because I think we're roughly the same age, right? Yeah, I'm 24. How old are you? Okay, I'm 26. So yeah, you would have been like in the sixth grade. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what's gay? Yeah, 2015 is yeah. when, like, the... Federally legal. Yeah. 
What a great day to come out. I love it. Yeah. I was like, hey, well planned. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to a gay to have impeccable timing. Yeah. But yeah. It was a, it was a rough time, but hey, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we're here. We're here. So now you're out and proud? Yes. How has your relationship with your dad been? Do you feel like it's, you still have like a ways to go? Like, I definitely still feel like we have like a lot of growing to go because it's like, like I was, I'm his firstborn. I have like, I'm Jason St. John the second, like I have his name. And I felt like that kind of came with some expectations from him. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he's going to give my first kid to give grandkids. It's going to be like Mm -hmm. that, but it's like. That can still happen, honey. Exactly. And it's like, he doesn't, I don't feel like he, I feel like it's my own like insecurities that are like not allowing this to happen um but you know I still try like I I call my dad and I text him and like we're growing on our relationship but it's like I definitely still feel like uncomfortable talking to him about like some stuff like about my dating life and about like other things like that like pertaining to my sexuality like Mm -hmm. I haven't shown him any of my drag pictures yet but I like send my mom every single picture that I do (laughs) (laughs) so it's like that kind of stuff because it's just like I'm I don't know why I'm afraid like of him just like I don't know. There's just like the questions he'll ask. I don't know. But it's like, I, I know like, he, if I explain to him like why I like it, because I feel like it's it's art on like my face, so like understand. Mm-hmm. That's like, I just feel like it's my own shell that I'm not allowing to crack. Like he's my, not. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hello. <laughs> Hi, I'm here. My husband is Mexican and he is the eldest and he is the third with his name. Mm-hmm. So I totally, like, I've seen, like, very firsthand his, like, struggle with, like, that yeah. kind of, like, the machismo aspects of mm-hmm. it, where it's, like, the expectations of the family are, like, very strong. Like, yeah. whether they're spoken or not, they're very strong. And, like, yeah. even him bringing home, like, a white woman was very controversial. And the fact that, like, we are not going to have children, like, we still technically haven't, like, told any of them. <laughs> like. Yeah we're just gonna let it like go on until we just don't have kids Um, and just like because eventually they'll like think something's wrong with me and then hopefully we'll never ask me about it yeah (laughs) when are you gonna stop adopting dogs and have a baby (laughs) pretty much like and so yeah yeah, it's like oh yeah never um about that and like I know, like, when his brother, his middle brother came out as gay, and his mom was, like, his mom's also, like, literally insane and has, like, she has problems. Um, But she was, like, convinced that his dad was going to, like, kick him out, and so he, like, she, like, packed a bag for her and the middle son, and they were, like, ready to go, and then, like, the middle son came out to his dad, and his dad was, like, yeah, like, so he's like you're my son I love you and he still like doesn't understand and he's still like there's parts of it that are like tough with him and like there's still like family issues but he still would do things like he went out and like um the middle brother started like a gay straight alliance at his uh high school and his dad was the one that went and like made t-shirts like for them out of his own pocket and like made t-shirts and like helped him hand them out like yeah you know so it's like he's always been like very involved and like very like ready and like ready to be there but he's also very reserved and so it's kind of like a I think there's just like this interesting dynamic between like Mexican men and their sons where it's like they just aren't they never were like shown or taught how to like 
show their emotions like that. Like, I feel like that's with a lot of men too, though. I'm sure it's it's a lot of men. Like, I'm yeah. not saying that like any other race does it any better. Yeah. I just like it's from my like the this conversation. Then also seeing my husband, it's like they just there isn't. And then my father was like the loving one in my family. My mom was like the cold and reserved one, and my dad was like the affectionate one. Okay. And so it was very different for me to like see and experience things like that. Yeah. Because my parents kind of like flipped it where it's like my mom was like the disciplinarian like the strict logical Uh like you know worked a little bit more kind of thing and then my dad was like the more like loving and caretaking Mm -hmm. and like emotionally available one and so it was always so weird for me to see like dads who were more reserved like it was very different than what I was used to (laughs) but yeah so how about you and your aunts? Have you guys always been close or did you get closer when you came out? Were they yeah. like helpful mm-hmm. in that process? They've all been like, all of my aunts from a very early age have been like very, very close to me. Like they've all been like basically my second moms, all of them. So it's like, I always felt very comfortable around them, but it's like definitely when I came out, like my aunt would like make sure like to text me during pride and like, <laughs> Make sure she's like, oh, just be safe. Like, do all this, like, fun stuff. Be safe. <laughs> um, yeah, and she would, like, every single time I would go home and visit, like, she would just tell me more and more stories of, like, her and queer youth, like, when she was younger and, like, her friends and, like, how they would, like, do stuff when they were younger and, like, compared to now. How, like, I would, get like, share my stories with her, like, how me and my friends do stuff now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, she was one of the first ones um, in my family that I shared with that I, like, started doing drag and, like, played with makeup and stuff. Um, so, like, that was fun, and she was, like, oh, my God, like, telling me all of her experiences with, like, her friends, and, like, coming out and playing with drag, and, like, cross-dressing and stuff, so it's, like, just definitely introduce me to her when she's done and ready, (laughs) (laughs) so that's been definitely nice. Do you want to talk to us about drag? Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, about it. So, I struggled a lot with keeping my balance between masculine and feminine, because, like, I definitely have interests in both, like, I like playing video games, like, sports, I like, like, beer and stuff like that (laughs) um but at the same time like when I was younger like I liked playing with dolls I liked like the clothes they were wearing I liked like the like fantasy aspect of things and then like I would when I as soon as I got to like say like first year of college on YouTube I started watching a lot of makeup tutorials um because I just thought like the blending was like very therapeutic and I was like oh this is so cool how they could do that with like the colors and like all this different stuff like they're modifying their faces and then I believe my junior year was the first episode I watched, uh, the first time I watched an episode of Drag Race. And I was just like, oh my God. And they all shared their stories and like how they grew up and how they struggled. And they've become like such powerful people in our community and like have these like full-fledged careers, like doing things that like they were made fun of, like when they were younger, like singing and dancing and being flamboyant. And it's just like, I don't know if I would have, like, I believe the first season came out in like 2008. And if I were to see that at a much younger age, when I was, like, having a lot of the questions that they were answering, just from, like, talking to each other on TV about, like, their experiences when they were younger, um, I felt like the struggle would have been a little less real. (laughs) But seeing, like, being able to, like, still see that at still a young forming age, like, when I was in college, uh, really helped because it's, like, it gave me another community to, like, queerness. And it's, like, I always knew I kind of wanted to try it and like just dabble in it but it's like seeing where I, st- I started in October like putting actually putting makeup on my face 
and like seeing where I am like now. So like, I don't know if I showed you the picture today, but like, I looked like a woman. I've not seen any pictures yet. What's your Instagram? Um, I don't have any on my Instagram. I have not uploaded any publicly yet. Um, Uh, But I will send you a picture right now. So we're going to get some sneak peeks? Yeah. Please sneak peek us. I want all the sneak peeks. So what what would you... I'll just send you a picture. Yeah, send it to me. If you don't have Klaus's thing, I'll forward it to him. Okay. Let's do this. Nobody has me. You're an enigma. Nobody has my information. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this has been a nice, like, just being able, it's very therapeutic to me, like, putting makeup on, first of all, because it's just, like, the bouncing and just, like, makeup, the smell of makeup is really comforting to me for some reason. It Um, depends on the foundation, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I just trust the elf. Yeah. This is going to totally be Klaus's arena because, like, I don't really wear makeup. Like, (laughs) I also, like, buy my makeup at Walgreens and, like, I have no shame in that. I mean, no shame. Hey, honey, you can still have Walgreens makeup and look Mm -hmm. fierce as fuck, okay? Absolutely. I also just don't have, like, the patience to do that, but I can, like, mad respect people who do. But she can melt crayons for hours. (laughs) Yeah. It's been been nice because, especially now that I got a wig, too, and some proper lashes. Like seeing the full transformation is just like, like that. I it's like that's the person I know that's in there too that I want to like channel sometimes, but like feel like I can't like as a male like boy. I don't know, but uh, being able to like blend between the masculine and the feminine, but like still feel secure with myself and my sexuality has been like a really nice thing that drag like putting makeup on my face and like drag has helped me with. I love it. Have you? thought of drag names yet are you testing any i have a name what is it i'm ready her name, her name is dixie normous <laughs> <laughs> i love oh, it shit. so much yeah, are you gonna do I, dixie I, chick songs because i don't know a lot of my friends want me to but we don't know where she's gonna go we don't know if that's gonna be her name forever <laughs> it's her name for the meantime yeah she was Pamburger Helper first. Pamburger Helper. Also, this nose contour is sickening, honey. Thank you. My only, my only question is, where is the highlight? I like bathe in highlight. That's I love I mean. the highlight. I was in a very unlit room, and I think what my uh, setting spray did was like a little dry before I put it on. So she's not. I hate blinding. that fucking. I hate when that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, you look good. Thanks. Yeah. It's taken a long time for her to get there. <laughs> I, like, have eyeshadow and, like, cut crease down, but eyebrows, like, because I have thick eyebrows. I shaved mm-hmm. mine off. <laughs> like, oh, really? This, this quarantine, yeah. So that's I been different, think. like, having to get into it and actually, like, try drawing them on. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, though. I, I feel fun. like I feel like it's definitely changed it. It's a lot easier to apply shadow um, on no eyebrow versus a glued mm-hmm. down eyebrow. I bet. <laughs> I don't like the shaped eyebrow look for Klaus. It weirds me out every time we FaceTime. Well, when you met me, I literally, like, you can see I have no eyebrow. They, look at it. You can see how dark they are, though. Like, I had thick eyebrows before. I also miss your hair so much. I had glorious curly locks and Why? these thick ass eyebrows. I just got over it and I was like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm like tired oh, of putting so I much work into how I look. 
I feel that. See, I get tired of putting into like work into how I look. So my solution is I wear less makeup. I don't shave my head. Where did you go to college? Uh, UC Davis. Oh, okay. So right is that why you moved up here? Yeah. Like, so I literally, okay. So after school, I didn't have a plan. All right. So you got a communication degree? Yes. I got a major in communication. And I didn't have a plan really much after school. And I was like, I'm not, I don't want to move back home just because like, it's not because I didn't want to live with my mom and dad because I have a baby brother too. And that would have been really cool. Cause he's like a baby still. He's not a baby. He's 11, but um, like still kind of young towards just like, Oh, I could have hung out with him mm-hmm. like all the time. Um, it's just like, there wasn't a room at home anymore. Cause like he had a room and then my mom turned the extra room into her like, craft room. Cause she has a lot of crafting and stuff. Or, like, always I see that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn, I have a craft room. I have a two bedroom apartment. And one of them is a craft room. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like, I wanted to stay up here. So I lived in Davis for another year. I was like planning on like staying in Davis, but uh, like during the summer I was like applying to jobs and I applied to Pinterest. Cause one of my friends was working in Pinterest in San Francisco. And I like made it all the way to like the last, last interview. Like it was between me and one other person. And we both had to like get, like have a one-on-one phone interview with like the CEO. Cause it was like, we don't know who we want to like bring in, blah, blah, blah. Oh, um, so it was like super, literally it was like a three month process. Like one of the interviews I had to like go out there and it was like a two and a half hour block. And it was like four different interviews and a lunch with like the, the, the group, like the team leader. Oh my gosh. I was like, ah. That's insane. But yeah. And I got then all that and you didn't get it. Both of us didn't get it. What? Mm-hmm. Wait, no what? Shade, I still love y'all, but <laughs> I was just like, come on. But that, yeah, that sucks. I was like, I have, I cried. I don't cry over things like that, but I cried because there was just like a lot of time I put into it, and I like yeah. felt like I was like doing good. So I was like, oh cool, I'm gonna get like this job and move to the city, and then I didn't. So I was like, ah, nice. Um, so I worked for Panera Bread for a little bit because I had worked for them before, uh, and I was like, oh, I, I can just work there until I find something else because um like I just can work there mm-hmm. and no I hate <laughs> I hated it hated it hated it because I went from a management position to uh like an associate position mm. and my managers at Panera Bread were not good so it was like <laughs> I knew at a management perspective why they were underperforming yeah so it got to the point where like I was storming out one day and like my manager was like can we have a conversation outside I was like yeah I would love to have a conversation with you outside and I like shoot him out I was just like this is what you're doing wrong like this is why you're sloppy like this is why you're a bad manager yeah and he was just like well like do you want to be like do you want to get promoted and I was like absolutely not I was like (laughs) I don't (laughs) want to work with you I want to make more than the supervisors like he's like we can give you like a two dollar raise I was like for sure but I was like applying everywhere at the time everywhere everywhere everywhere. and i get a call one day from starbucks and i was like i forgot i applied to starbucks (laughs) and (laughs) so i was like hey like which starbucks is this and they're like it's literally the one farthest from your house and i was like cool (laughs) but i went i biked over i interviewed and i was like i didn't understand I didn't realize it was going to be a group interview because I didn't think Starbucks did group interviews. No, that's how my interview was too. I didn't realize it was going to be a group interview until I walked in and there was like 20 people. I had a group interview for a barista position. Wait, was it like, was it a panel interview or was it a bunch of people lined up waiting for interviews? No, No, like. 
It okay, was like so one person on asking me. us all questions, like, and your answer, and your answer, and your answer. Yeah. I was like, girl, you gonna have me flex in front of that's all not people? how I inter that's not how I interviewed at Starbucks. That's weird. I feel like I I'm had I also had three different interviews. Mine really? was in a barista position. Wait, wait, wait. You know I never interviewed as a shift supervisor. <laughs> oh, I didn't interview as a shift lead either. I just like got in as a shift leader. <laughs> I did too. Like literally five days later and they're like, okay, you're done. And I'm like, okay. what? My, D- I don't my know DM, I literally came in for somebody else's coffee master thing. I was just there to support. It's my day off. And my DM's like, so like, do you think you're ready? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, And literally the next day, I was scheduled to start my training to be a ship lead. (laughs) But I did have three interviews to become a fucking barista. (laughs) They promoted me out of desperation. Same. They had no ship leads in the district. They were like running on like the store that I ended up transferring into had three ship leads and a manager. And that was it. And... (laughs) Meanwhile, when you and I transferred to reserve, there was like nine shift leads. I know. Well, that's why it was so nice. It's like that store that I was at, uh, my Victoria Garden store in SoCal, like the whole time I was there, we had like four like shift leads and then the manager. And like one summer, it was only three shift leads and the manager. No. And it was trash. Like I hated it so much. Why are you, you could not get sick. You could not get sick. You could not call out because bitch, there is nobody else. Like. Yeah. And so it was awful. We're all fucking here right now, everyone you see. (laughs) But now I love it because I'm like, wow, there's like 12 of us. Like, I can just Uh, chill. Like, more? Yeah, there's six of us and we're getting another one. So we'll have seven. So what you're saying is I should transfer back. (laughs) I guess if you want to. I don't want to. (laughs) No. All right. I guess we should like get back to the interview. (laughs) No. This was fun. Um, this could be a what the fuck Friday episode featuring Jason. That ass, we could just like have it how we got into Starbucks. Yes. All right. Is there anything else you want to tell us about or talk about? I don't know because I have. I feel like my journey's def- journey is definitely not like done yet. I look so much more pale with this light on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, Natural light, honey. Yeah, because I still I want to explore like the gay nightlife a little bit more um, because. There was one time I went out with my friends and we went to a gay club and I was like very uncomfortable. And it was in like, Sacramento? No, it was in SF. Oh, okay. Oh, I was yeah. like, bitch, I feel uncomfortable in Sacramento all the time. <laughs> so it was like I, I got an like anxiety attack and I was like, this is weird. So I was like, I just wanted to leave. And it was like the next bar we went to, I was totally fine. So it was just like, okay, it had to be the gay bar. But all the gay bars in Sac so far have been like really nice, like shut up at the ends and all that. But it's like I definitely want to explore that nightlife a little bit more and just like find just stuff I knew I've liked in the past, but like explore that a little bit more. Yeah. And definitely start dating because. <laughs> He's single, guys. Come on. <laughs> Word. Find him on Insta. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is his shout out to himself. Oh my God. I'm single, y'all. Shit. We'll make you a dating profile right now. On our link tree. Jason, he likes long walks on the beach. Short walks on the beach. <laughs> he likes not long walks on the beach. <laughs> Short walks to the 7-Eleven. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love 7-Eleven. I know that's super trashy, but I don't give a fuck. I love 7-Eleven. 
David made me a cocktail and there's not enough vodka. And he didn't put any ice. I'm a gin gay. You're such I a usually, like... oh my God, Jason, we're going to be best friends. I was You're about... like a mad Did you just hear what he life. said, Izzy? No, I missed it. He said, I am a gin gay. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys are going to yes, be best mama. friends. This is only because I wanted one specific cocktail like the first week of quarantine. Now I still have a whole bottle of vodka and I don't know what to do with it. Vodka I don't water. drink that shit. Vodka. That's what this is. <laughs> and this was whiskey before. Hell, I can only drink whiskey with like pickle juice. What the We fuck? are really going to be best friends. <laughs> it's disgusting. We're going to be best friends. Oh, the pickleback. Bitch, oh, Jameson and a pickleback. And mm-hmm. Lowbrow, Lowbrow makes their own pickles, like house-made pickles. They have so, their own pickle juice? Yes, and it's kind of spicy. It's mm-hmm. so fucking good. I fucking hate pickles. I hate pickles. I hate anything what? vinegary. I hate anything that's been pickled or We brined. were talking about this right before the podcast. It made me laugh. I don't like kombucha. I don't like... <laughs> Like, uh, like I don't like olives. I don't like sauerkraut. I don't like kimchi. Like, you're ruining life for me right now. <laughs> no thanks. I also I love, don't drink alcohol. So. I love anything pickled or vinegary. Mm-hmm. Salt and vinegar chips are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Did I? Okay. When I worked at Reserve Bar, there was this like a month straight where Jeff and I wanted salt and vinegar chips, and they kept fucking sending plain ass chips with nothing on them not even salt they were labeled salt and vinegar and then you'd open them up and eat them and it was just plain ass potato chips like no salt just plain wasn't it like three months it was it was a long ass time with something ridiculous and we're like yes yes plain potato chips that's disgusting all right are we ready for the question what question I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The question. The The question question on Be My Beard is who or what was your beard? And by that, we mean who or what helped you become comfortable with the best version of you? Mm. Take some time. I'm thinking. Well, okay. So the first person, I I, I know who it is. Her name is Janine. She was like the first person in college I felt like super, super comfortable being like 100% with. Um, we literally, like, I remember we were like the type of people to go work out and then go hit the dining commons right after we worked out. So it was like a very beautiful friendship. (laughs) Um, I like just told her one day, like when we were walking to the gym, I was like, Hey, um, like I'm by. And she was just like, I think I am too. (laughs) So I was like, okay, cool. Um, so we got like, kind of were able to like bounce off each other and just like kind of grow into that with each other. And, uh, she left like she lives in uh she went she was living in new york for a little bit she was doing grad school up there but like even then like we were still able to like talk and like really just grow from each other and like grow from each each other's experiences and so that was really nice i guess so i guess janine was my beard shout out janine shout out janine we love a good beard yeah i do well thank you for being on our podcast thank you for having me this was fun Would you like to be our next guest? Email us at bemybeardpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube and let us know what you'd like to hear. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bemybeardpodcast. Theme by the marvelous Wayne Jetski. We'd also like to give a special thanks to Miles Mitchell, our lovely editor. All rights reserved. 
we would like to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on this journey. Follow your heart. And be the best you can be. Thank <laughs> you.